What's up, everyone? Alright. How's everybody doing out there? Gonna talk Raiders football. But man, is it muggy as funk here in Ohio. This is why all you, you people that complained all, all winter, oh, there's just snow on the ground, oh... I gotta drive my car in snow. Well, stay the frick at home. We can't drive in the snow. Um, or, you know, get a life. Learn to drive. Sorry, I was way off the camera there for a second. But, uh, let's light a stogie up. Follow me on Twitter and get her at the real underscore Big John. And... Oops. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The Raiders were the first team to have a poem about them. Can you, can you believe that? When the rock says believe that. Wicked will make you jump, jump. Chris Cross will make you jump, jump. Mac Dad will make you jump, jump. How'd I go from the autumn wind as a Raider to Chris Cross jump, jump? So, there's things I'm excited about, things I'm not about this Raiders season. Um, I think the, the good things that are coming to the organization, one, they signed Derek Carr to a big deal, uh, big contract. And he structured it in such a way that he left salary cap room for Darren Waller, at least we hope. You know, he left room, cap room for Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, uh, Jonathan Abram. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Raiders have two rookie running backs that I like. Uh, one is undrafted free agent, Sincere McCormick. Uh, from University of Texas, San Antonio campus. Uh, he was signed uh, as a free agent in the offseason, but he broke school records rushing for 4,000, almost 4,000 yards, 34 touchdowns, 18 100-yard games, but the Raiders have already placed him on the injured reserve list. Um, the person I'm most excited about even though he wasn't the first running back taken, 
and not even close is Z uh, Zamir White from the University of Georgia. Um, he was taken in the fourth round and was the eighth running back overall. And the Raiders took uh, an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman before him. But Zamir White is like a steal of the draft to get him in the late round, fourth round, a lot like they did Derek Carr. I remember when Derek Carr was drafted, they were like, the Raiders just got the best steal in the draft. And in spite of, you know, horrendous coaching and general manager decisions, uh, you know, Derek Carr's consistently been a top five quarterback. I think the worst year of his career, he was a top ten quarterback. And he, well, anyways... Uh, Zamir White is a lot like Josh Jacobs. He's a between-the-tackle runner with breakaway speed. So one of the things that New England was notorious for was running back by committee. And I think that's where the Raiders are headed, which is not a bad idea. I mean, I'm old school. I like the Bo Jackson, Emmett Smith, um, Barry Sanders, Marcus Allen, which were all three, all four, however many people I just named. Uh, totally different types of running backs. You know, Marcus was pure finesse and speed. Barry Sanders was speed, agility, uh, the ability to spin off and break tackles. Emmett Smith, he had moderate speed and was more a power running back with just enough speed to maybe break off a 60-yard touchdown run, but he would eventually get caught from behind. Uh, Bo Jackson was just a genetic phenomenon and had power and speed and hardly ever worked out. I mean, he did some push-ups every now and then, he said, you know. Um, but those are the running backs I grew up watching, and it was like one guy carries the team. You know, when Bo got hurt... And Al Davis was still obsessed with screwing Marcus Allen over. You know, they brought in Eric Dickerson, who was the best running back in football at one time. But injuries and, you know, overuse as a player uh, really beat his career down by the time he got to the Raiders. Um, <clears throat> but Zamir White, I think, is going to be a good running back. They're probably testing him out to see if they can let Josh Jacobs go at the end of this uh, uh, his rookie contract. Um, I was disappointed that they did not extend him to that fifth season, but maybe they think maybe they're going to reward him with a good contract if he has a good season this year. <clears throat> And he has had a few off-the-field problems that 
DUI where he passed out at an airport parking garage after a few too many cocktails on a flight. Um, that's, you know, maybe that's something they're considering. You really don't know what's going on behind the scenes, no matter how much insider gossip and stuff like that you hear. Jonathan Abram, he's another one who they didn't give an extension to. Um, in New England, they have a very different way of doing things. I mean, I remember one year they were short on defensive backs, so they moved a wide receiver to defensive back, and they won the Super Bowl with somebody who hadn't played defensive back since maybe high school or something. So, you know, this idea that the Raiders are going to be the Patriots' West Coast version is a different way of thinking. I just just have to get used to it. But Jonathan Abram is my kind of strong safety where he's just going to fly up into the box and hit beat the hell out of running backs. He's going to do the blitz and take the quarterback out two or three times a year. Uh, He's going to punish wide receivers coming across the middle. And that's what I like. I like that Brent Musburger called him the Las Vegas enforcer. But there's only so much room. There's only so much money. I mean, if it weren't for a salary cap, the Raiders would just sign every free agent sign every good player that they have and just keep them forever. But that is how the world turns. you got Darren Waller now coming up for a contract. He's somebody the Raiders took a chance on with John Gruden. Had all the physical gifts but had a drug addiction problem. Now that he is sober and um, very inspirational story of getting clean and saving his career. Uh, He's a top two tight end. I think it's between him and Travis Kelsey for who the best tight end in football is. And he's going to want, he's going to deserve top tight end money. So what do the Raiders do there? Then you have Hunter Renfro, uh, is he an elite wide receiver, or is he uh, in, in between moderate and elite? Well, he catches first downs. He catches touchdowns. They don't know how he gets open, how he avoids tackles, but he does it. And he's somebody that's going to be you know, around for 10 more years. So the Raiders got to do something for him. You know, they just signed Devontae Adams, the best receiver in football, and Derek Carr's close friend, but they're still looking for a wide receiver who can take the top off the defense. They're still missing that. Now, New England was missing that and did rather well with the offense that uh, Josh McDaniels puts in place and you know they talked about you know the offense and the defense are going to change game to game play to play 
Uh, it's not going to be a set offense. It's not going to be a set defense. That's the Belichick mentality. Take your opponent's strength and make it their weakness. So that's what Josh uh, McDaniels is trying to do with the Raiders. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm sure that the Raiders are going to get the playoffs and I think win more than one. They'll be there for more than one round. And every it's the AFC West is packed. It's the best division in football. So it, it's going to be tough. There are going to be slugfest games that come down to the wire. Uh, and that's where the Raiders have an advantage because Derek Carr does lead a lot of fourth-quarter comebacks. I've seen him blow some games. I've seen him throw some interceptions. Uh, was it the playoff game? He threw it right to a, a linebacker. Uh, I'm like, what the frick are you doing? But there was nowhere for him to go with the ball, so he just wung it out there and hoped for the best. Um, so, but having Captain Comeback Carr is a, a great weapon for the Raiders in general. I'm glad they kept him. Uh, there's somebody I hope they don't keep around coming up. I'm going to talk about this Colin Kaepernick tryout and the fallout from that. Not really fallout yet, but you catch my drift. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. at it after extended uh, pause there so the Raiders worked out Colin Kaepernick I have no idea why uh, the Raiders don't need a sideshow after last year you had the Henry Ruggs scandal the Damon Arnett scandal the John Gruden scandal, and I, I really feel like Rich Basaccia and uh, Mike Mayock deserved a chance to shine one more time. But it's also a good time to say, okay, we're going to build a franchise. That's why John Gruden was brought in, to build a franchise long term. And they want Josh McDaniel and uh, whoever the new GM is to stay there for 20 years like Bill Belichick in New England, okay? And I think 
Josh McDaniel is now the coach to do that. Okay, I think their GM is the guy to do that and build a long-term franchise so that the Raiders can get Raiders fans can get used to winning no matter what team is on the field. Uh, whether you've got uh, you know a team of all stars like you know Tom Brady, Randy Moss, uh, who who was before Julian Edelman. Anyways, I can't remember now. But anyways, when they had you know all those good receivers and good running back, you know, or they needed a running back to win a Super Bowl, so they went out and got Eric Bieniemy for one season. Because they needed a stronger running game, uh, you know. When they didn't have a great offense, they had you know a great defense. When they didn't have great defense, they had offense that could outscore their opponents. Uh, and you know, the Patriots just win and win and win. This year, they were winning with you know rookie quarterback Mac Jones who was either going to be, you know, an all-star or an all-failure. But Colin Kaepernick coming in is just a distraction. He's a distracting person. He thinks he's got the gifts on the field to override the pain in the ass he is in the locker room and in the, the... the press in the personal life side of things and let me just set something clear well let me say a couple other things first he is not similar to Derek Carr he's a a mobile quarterback he has to be in a specific offense that is geared around his skill set in order for him to succeed he can throw the ball deep but he's not accurate in the short passing game. He does not read defenses well. And having five or six years away from the game, he didn't learn to read defenses in those five or six years he was out of the league. He had people point to his great stats in San Francisco, but Jim Harbaugh made everything around Kaepernick. When Kaepernick was told, okay, you got to learn a different offense now, he couldn't do it. When he was told, you've got to learn to read defenses now, he couldn't do it. Derek Carr has had four or five different offenses in his nine years. And he picks it up, and he learns it, and he gets very good at it. So... You can't compare the two. Uh, like I was saying, Kaepernick has is somebody that is a, a run threat. Uh, Derek Carr needs to learn to be a threat to run. In the last season or two, he's done that more and more. Although that thing where he sticks his hand out and tries to hit the pile on usually causes him to fumble the ball out of the end zone and turn it over to the other team. He needs to stop doing that. But 
he does need to learn to run for first downs and things like that when there's 20 yards of open field in front of him. But Kaepernick's a rollout quarterback. He's not a pocket passer. He's a throw-on-the-run guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's great. Uh, this The old codger, Ron Jaworski, used to drive me nuts because he's, he used to always say, well, uh, a quarterback that runs can't win Super Bowls. They can't win championships because you have to be a pocket passer. The reason Ron Jaworski said that is because that's all he was. <laughs> he, You had to have like a, a brick wall, the Great Wall of China or the Berlin Wall around this guy for him to stay upright and throw the ball. He couldn't scramble, he couldn't get out of the pocket. In fact, the Raiders demolished him and the Eagles in a Super Bowl where the Eagles were highly favored to destroy the Raiders. Um, just to clarify some things, obviously I disagree with Colin Kaepernick's politics, um, but I did not like when the Raiders brought in Richie Incognito when John Gruden, er, Chucky Gruden, uh, who turned out to be a douche and a, a distraction to his own team, uh, when he brought in Richie Incognito, I didn't like that because Richie Incognito had the reputation for getting into fights on the field, uh, fighting with his teammates in practice, all that stuff. I didn't like that. I thought it was a bad decision. I, he was kind of a, a golden boy or a saint with the Raiders, so I was wrong. But I didn't like them bringing him in. So it's not a, a Colin Kaepernick thing. It's not a race thing. It's not a political thing. If you think you're above the team and above everybody else because you're Colin Kaepernick or Richie Incognito or whoever, you're just a locker room distraction. Uh, Antonio Brown, another one. I was all pumped up to get Antonio Brown, and Steelers fans were like, yeah, wait till he starts his complaining, wait till he starts his trouble. And sure enough, the first day he's in Raiders camp, he had severe frostbite on his feet on purpose. You know, he went and attacked Mike Mayock. Uh, so, anyways, ditto when the Raiders brought in. Well, I was wrong on Antonio Brown. Uh, after Vontez Perfect, I'm about to talk about, uh, knocked him in the head. I think, uh, I think Antonio Brown had some uh, post-concussion syndrome and started losing his mind. But Vontez Perfect, he was brought in because the Raiders' defensive coordinator used to be Cincinnati's defensive coordinator. Vontez Perfect was suspended by the league so many times for cheap shots, dirty plays, uh, knocking people out when they were defenseless. 
and yeah, all that's cool. I'm kind of like, yeah, man, that's tough guy football. But then he comes to my Raiders, and I'm like, no, this ain't the guy you need. And the Raiders say, oh, no, he's been like the perfect teammate since he's been here. We don't have any problems with him causing trouble. or yeah. And in most of the games he played, he was great. And then gets towards the end of the season. I guess he just felt like going home for the year. He does a dirty play, does a dirty cheap shot on somebody, and he's out for the rest of the season suspended by the league for uh, hitting a defenseless player or hitting someone after the play, defenseless, whatever. So, you know, I don't like guys that are going to distract everybody, people that are just going to be a headache. Uh, I don't know that they're going to sign Colin Kaepernick. Maybe they were just doing the NFL a favor by bringing him in and working him out. Um, today at his press conference, Josh McDaniels had this to say. Uh, just, just by standard procedure, we only talk about the people that are on our team. General Manager Dave Ziegler and his staff have worked out tons of guys this spring and we really don't make comments about the evaluations that we've made or what they look like, what they don't look like, or what they didn't look like. They're kind of a private for us as we look at things and try to make decisions to make the team better. Uh, this article from NFL.com goes on to say, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported Thursday that all indications are Kaepernick's workout went well and that the quarterback impressed those in attendance. Now this is the first legitimate workout he's had with an NFL team in a long time. Seattle brought him in and John or Pete Carroll, excuse me, supposedly said or he said it, I don't know if he really meant it, that uh, Kaepernick is a starting quarterback and they already have a starting quarterback. Okay, that doesn't mean you couldn't bring him in to back Russell Wilson up in case Wilson gets hurt. Now, when Russell Wilson signed with Denver... Why didn't Pete Carroll bring Colin Kaepernick back in? Um, all of Kaepernick's previous workouts were supposed to be with NFL receivers, with NFL teams and NFL coaches calling the shots to see if he could read a defense, see if he could make specific throws. And it ends up being... Colin Kaepernick playing catch with his friends and yeah some of his friends might have been NFL receivers but the fact is it was not like okay run this route or your receiver is going to run this route it was Colin Kaepernick just throwing the ball to somebody 
uh, and they're you know doing really simple routes, post routes, fly routes. You know nothing difficult, no defensive back there trying to intercept him and all that stuff. You know um, I remember the first time Rich with what made Richard Sherman famous. You know, uh, he intercepted Kaepernick's pass on the one-yard line or in the end zone. And Kaepernick said, oh, if I would have thrown that ball a foot further, he wouldn't have got that interception. I'm like, well, what? then why didn't you? <laughs> you know, you just didn't read the defense. You didn't think it through. You just thought, oh, hey, there's a wide receiver. He looks pretty open. I'm going to wing it to him, and then there was a defensive back that was a better athlete that went up and got the ball from the wide receiver. So the Raiders are keeping it hush-hush whether they'll sign Kaepernick, uh, what they felt about his performance. If I'm reading between the lines of what Josh McDaniel said, I don't think they were uh, impressed enough to bring him in and make him Derek Carr's backup. You know, uh, Kaepernick's now 34 years old. Obviously, Tom Brady's almost 50 and still playing, but Colin Kaepernick is not Tom Brady. Colin Kaepernick doesn't spend the time in the film room studying the strategy, learning the defenses, reading defenses. The little things that make Tom Brady great, even though, you know, over the last few years his arm strength isn't what it was 10 years ago. But let's, I just hope the Raiders don't bring this fool in. He's a distraction. He's a troublemaker. He's an attention seeker. Uh, nothing good can be said about the guy. He lies. You know, he compares the NFL Combine to a slave auction. And it's like um, white players go through the same thing that the black players go through at the Combine. You went to the Combine and went through the process. It's, you know, everybody does in the NFL just about. You know what's going to happen. And furthermore, a team isn't going to give... An, a seven, eight, nine-figure contract to somebody with a bad back or bad arm, so they have the right to give you a physical and see what your skills are, or if you were just lucky enough to be on a really good team that made a bad player look good, like Kaepernick. <laughs> so, with that, God bless you guys. Have a good night. Pray for each other. See you next time. Until then, the autumn wind is a radar. Maybe it is. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously.